Welcome to the Best Ever You Show with your host, Elizabeth Hamilton Garino, CEO and founder of the Best Ever You Network, helping you live your life to the fullest. How? Real people, including celebrities, real advice, real places, products, and businesses, real life stories. It's all right here for you with this radio show, printed magazine, websites, community, and more. Remember to visit us online, too, at besteveryou.com. And now here's your host, CEO and founder of the Best Ever You Network, Elizabeth Hamilton Garino. Hello, hello, everyone, and thank you so much for joining the Best Ever You show. I'm Elizabeth, and with me is the wonderful Dr. Margaret Paul. Dr. Paul is the author and co-author of several best-selling books, including Do I Have to Give Up? Me to be loved by you and so many more. I've got her um, inner bonding workbook right in my hands right here, so we'll be sure and talk about that today. And um, before we get started, I just want to give a give a shout out to all of you and our sorry and our continued thank you, my continued thank you, ours, <laughs> all of us on Best Ever You, for your love and support with everything that we do. We're on episode 521 of this radio show in millions of downloads mode, and we thank you because this is not advertising-driven. This isn't fake likes and fake clicks and bought things and all that good stuff that people do on the Internet. This is all grassroots. So we succeed based on you telling somebody, hey, I heard Dr. Margaret Paul on the Best Ever You show, and you telling someone about it or sharing our links or liking our show. So we're very, very grateful for all of your love and support through the years here and on besteveryou.com as we continue to grow, write more books, put out products, connect with you, grow our network, and bring on these thought leaders, which are new this year, which will continue to grow, and hopefully many of them will um, continue and remain on the site in 2021. So um, while we're talking today with Dr. Margaret Paul, I would like to encourage you to visit her website, which is innerbonding.com. And um, she might have some other ones, but I know that's her, that's her, her innerbonding.com is the one I go to. And uh, welcome, Dr. Paul. I, I hear it's a little bit smoky out there in, uh, in yeah, Colorado. Yeah, right. In Colorado, yeah, I've got a lot of fires here. So, yep, the air is yeah. not great. Yeah, well, you have air conditioning, right? <laughs> air conditioning yes, and I inside. Yes, I do, I'm staying indoors, yep, and i got air yeah. purifiers and everything. So, But it's hard. We have animals run a ranch, and the horses are wheezing. That's oh no! <laughs> yeah, yeah. That it, that is. Yeah, I feel for everybody. It's a. It's a. There's a lot going on, and I know. Um, off air before we started the show. I know the show is going to be about relationships, but I really would love it if you could give us some of your w- words of wisdom about um, the pandemic, because not only do we have a pandemic going on, but there are so many other things that are. Um, going through our lives at the same time, and it might be good, it might be a struggle. Um, do you can you share some thoughts on on all of it? Yes, <laughs> I'll just, I, I'll I'd, be quiet. Be, I'd be I'd be happy to see one one of the things that's been really really important to me is is health, and I started eating uh, only organic 58 years ago, and and I'm a very healthy person, and I've done a lot of research on this, and this is one of the things that is so important right now because uh, something like this pandemic as well as all the fires as well as the global warming these are all tied together because we are so off course 
in this country. If, if you do the research, you see that um, these huge factory farms that put out toxic food and are cruel to animals and are destroying the soil on our planet are also responsible for 50% of the global warming, uh, which is causing, uh, you know, wreaking havoc on our planet. And um, so something like COVID comes along, and there are so many people who have been eating the, you know, the, the ultra-processed junk food, uh, eating the toxic food from factory farms, or they're in very poor neighborhoods and they, they don't even have access to good foods, and so they're eating the fast foods. And these are the people who are dying, um, you know, the, the, the black people, the Hispanic people who don't even have access to decent foods are the ones that are dying more because um, of, of what's going on here in our country with the factory farms and with not caring at all about the environment. And so this is all tied in. And, and of course, my hope is that, um, uh, you know, Cory Booker just, just uh, brought a bill in to do away with the factory farms because they're beginning to realize that all of this is tied together. We would not be having this if, if we were living in a healthy way, um, eating healthy foods and coming from love rather than from fear and from greed. And really, this is, this is the bottom line, and this is what the inner bonding process is about. It's about learning to go inside and heal the false belief system that we've grown up with that are, that's causing um, you know, the racism, the sexism, the, the homophobia, um, all the stuff that, that is going on with the police department, um, all the violence that's going on is because there's a huge resistance to, to love. I mean, it, that, that's really what it comes down to. There's a huge resistance to love. And, and when we don't open to love, starting with learning to love ourselves, which is what inner bonding is all about, um, then th- we have this programmed ego wounded part of us that is in the lower left part of the brain, the amygdala, And that operates out of fight or flight. It operates out of fear. And that's what's happening with so many people. They're operating out of fear. They're operating um, from these uh, program false beliefs. They're operating from a lot of abuse because there's, you know, it's handed down in families. And and one of the things that I've come to understand is that the, um, the rampant racism, sexism, homophobia, the bottom line of it is something that, I call projected self-loathing, where because people are abandoning themselves when they're operating out of their ego-wounded self, they're abandoning themselves by judging themselves, by ignoring any responsibility for their own feelings, by um, numbing out with addictions, by making others responsible. And because they're in complete denial about taking any responsibility for themselves and their own feelings, they, they end up with self-loathing, which they're in denial about, and then they project it out. And they become people who have no compassion, no empathy. I mean, the, this, this cop that, that killed George Floyd, I mean, you could see on his face. There, there, I mean, he just, he was enjoying what he was doing, which, was, which is what I consider evil when we directly, you know, when we intentionally do harm to somebody and we enjoy it, that's evil. 
And that comes from um, unhealed abuse. It comes from not taking any responsibility for ourselves. And people have not known how to do that. When I, I had tons of therapy um, before inner bonding, before my spiritual guidance brought inner bonding in. And not one therapist ever told me that, that I was responsible for my feelings or told me how to do that or told me how to connect with a higher source of love and truth and learn to bring that love in. So to me, it's all connected. And as horrible as this is, my hope is that it's going to bring about the vital change that we need. And that's what I want people to focus on. Focus on learning to love yourself. Focus on learning to take responsibility for bringing yourself joy. We need to raise the frequency of our planet so that all of this gets changed, so that there, there's, there's no more hatred and there's no more starvation and, and, and there's none of these economic problems where you know, all these few people, these few greedy people have all the money and everybody else is suffering. We each need to do our part in learning to take responsibility for our pain and our joy, and that's really what inner bonding is all about. So there's my rant. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. Um, what I what I want to ask you is, so there's, I don't, I, to somebody listening who has perhaps a different view or a different political view, if they view that, if they listen and put a political spin on that, and, you know, uh, people, people hear things and interpret all, you know, all over the place. Um, what's your advice to somebody who just listened to you say that and went, no, 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 there's no global warming, there's no this, there's no that, blah, 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 you know, like an opposing view. What do you say to that? Well, I mean, I, see, I would, I would have to talk with them. I would have to say, you know, I, I would really like to understand um, where, you know, why you feel the way you do. This is one of the things that we teach in inner bonding is, is the whole concept of the intention to learn as opposed to the intention to protect and control and avoid. So if I was with somebody who was saying that, I would say, well, there's got to be a very good reason that you um, feel that way, and can you let me in? Can you help me to understand? And, and that's what I always say to people who have a, opposing views. I'm very interested in, in where these opposing views come from. Um, are, are they coming from fear or are they coming from – I mean, where are they coming from? Are they, does this person um, feel that this is what's truly loving to them and to others? So, I mean, my, my whole way of viewing things is to look at whether it's coming from fear or love and – and to, you know, those people that I work with, because I work with people of all kinds of political persuasions, um, to help them move beyond fear. And maybe that changes their view, maybe it doesn't, but um, it's certainly going to change how they deal with themselves and with others. It might be a different presidential debate, huh? If you got up there and said, where's that coming from exactly? <laughs> yeah, that's right, because that, that's the question, you know, to be open to learning. Tell me about that. I remember one time I, I was at a, um, a retreat, and, and I'm, I'm not a hunter. I, I can't kill animals, but I heard somebody at the retreat talking about um, hunting. But this was a retreat of very conscious people, and so I was curious. And I went over, and I sat down with them, and I said, you know, I don't believe in, in hunting. Can you tell me? It must be a very good reason that you hunt. He said, well, yes. He said, we live in the hills, um, and 
this is a major way that we feed our family. We don't just hunt for the sport, and we hunt the way the natives did, where they apologize to the animal, and it's a very sacred thing, and, um, and this is just part of how we support ourselves. Well, I can go along with that. I can, so I can totally accept that. And so by asking, instead of just judging, I was able to understand his point of view. Love it. So if someone's just listening, like a, uh, a few people are who are new to you, actually, which that makes me so happy. We brought in some new some people who, who are new to Dr. Margaret Paul, and um, that's probably getting pretty difficult at this point because I feel like everybody knows who you are, Dr. Paul. Um, but thank you for being new to um, Dr. Margaret Paul and listening to the show on top of it. That That's really cool. Um, but the question is that somebody just typed in is where – where do they get started? Like if they're just new to you and new to all of your all of your teachings, where would you like this person to start? Okay, so they can go to innerbonding.com and we have a free 7-day course, and that is the best place to start because it's a it's a fairly in-depth course. It is free and they will get the um the understanding of the six steps of inner bonding. It's a six-step process that anybody can learn. It's an extremely powerful process for healing your false belief system, for learning to love yourself, for learning to connect with a higher source of, of truth, of love, which I've spent many years trying to understand how to do that. And at this point, I, I, I am so thankful that I've been able to achieve what I call at-will spiritual connection, which is completely life-changing for people. And I teach this all the time. And it's not only life-changing for me, but for the people that I work with and who learn to do this. So if they go to innerbonding.com, there's a lot of information. There is a seven-day course plus a lot of other free help there. Got it. What were you like in kindergarten? This is random. What was I, I like you in kindergarten? One. Yeah, I'm just curious. Were you always, did you always have, uh, know what you were going to do like you are right now? Were you a writer? <laughs> yeah. No. So, so, well, first of all, I came from a very dysfunctional family, and I was an only child. I could not wait to get out of the house. And, um, and so unlike so many kids who are crying in kindergarten, I just couldn't wait to be there. And my mother wanted to walk me, and I said, no. <laughs> I went in hmm. myself. But when I went in at that time, I already knew what I wanted to do because I was, a, I was a wreck as a kid. I was a nervous kid because my parents were both narcissists. My mother was a screamer. I'm this highly sensitive and empathic kid. It was a big challenge. And so by the time I was five, she took me to a psychiatrist because I was such a wreck. And he tells me, you know, tell your mother not to yell at you. And I remember thinking, you know, I'm only five years old, you tell her. And my next thought was, I could do a better job than you. And that was the moment I decided to do this work. <laughs> so when I went to huh. kindergarten, I already knew. But I was I was the kind of kid that people came to anyway. So it was, you know, it was in, inevitable that I, I ended up doing this healing work. Yeah, I have a... Our youngest son is kind of like that. He's like, I'm the one that everybody comes to to ask me questions about their life. I'm like, hang a sign yeah. out, Clay. <laughs> it's going to be the way That's it goes. Right. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> so yeah, the doctor is in was <laughs> was there, right? Um, oh yeah. What's your? <laughs> I love it. What's your favorite book that you have written so far? And I know that's an unfair question, but I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it out there anyway. And if you feel yeah. like taking time to tell us all about all of them, I'm good with that too. Said love your so, book. My my favorite book is the one I wrote just before the Inner Bonding Workbook. I love the Inner Bonding Workbook. I think it's really, really helpful. But I wrote one before called Diet for Divine Connection. And um, this is a book that um, really goes deeply into um, what cuts us off from our natural ability to connect to a higher source of, of love and truth. And it's, I think this is a really important book. Um, it, it talks a lot about what I was talking about at the beginning um, of this with, with the food. Our food cuts us off because it, it, um, it lowers our frequency. It's a, book about, it's a book about frequency, about how to keep your frequency high enough. Um, the, the subtitle is Beyond Junk Foods and Junk Thoughts to At-Will Divine Connection. And to me, this is so important because when people are cut off from their their knowing, their inner knowing, their inner wisdom, then they listen to authorities and they believe what they hear because they don't know how to access the truth um, that's available for all of us. And then they get controlled by um, outside authorities, by television, whatever. And, And so especially today, it's vitally important that people learn to tune into their inner knowing and not be relying on on news shows or or you know people who put themselves out as authorities. One of the, the things that I love about the inner bonding process is I tell people, you know, it it, it makes you your own guru. You you don't have to um, make everybody else an authority. You you learn to tap into a higher authority uh, to guide your life. And and at this time, this is vitally important. I love it. I, we might make that a September book club. Would you be okay with that? If if on best every sure, year we made that great. maybe like a okay, because we're gonna we're, we were gonna start doing that. Do you mind being the first person that we we do that with? It might be a learning. Oh, no, I'm, I'm delighted. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're one of my most patient people. When I'm like, hey, I have an idea, and you're like, I'm in. <laughs> so it makes me it makes me happy to to always have you there. And um, that's that's a great book. And it's one I've read, and I completely agree with you. Um, I'm torn between that one and the workbook, though. I kind of go back mm-hmm. and forth between these two books, and I yeah. and I, um, I I find my on my workbook. I'm not doing this book start to finish. I'm like picking mm-hmm. it up when I feel like it and turning to a page. Is that an okay way to uh-huh. use this? Oh yeah, okay. any way that works. Any way that works is fine. Yeah, I I would yeah. love for you to talk about this. So it's the Inner Bonding Workbook, Six Steps mm-hmm. to Healing Yourself and Connecting with Your Divine Guidance. Yeah, so Wonderful. this was interesting because this was the first time a publisher approached me and said, would you please write this? And um, I was delighted. And um, and they gave me like nine months to write it. And But I knew because, see, at this point when I write, it's just fabulous. When I when I first started writing, it was so, it was so hard. It was so excruciating to try and write because I didn't know how to access that higher source. But now when I write, I just kind of sit down and I say to my higher self, whatever it is, okay, you're on, and out it comes. 
And so when I wrote um, the workbook, they said, you know, we know that you've written a couple other workbooks. This has to be completely different. Well, I sat down, and for six weekends, I just let it come out. And then I was done. took me a month and a half to write the book. I sent it to them, and they loved it, and that was it. So Isn't that lovely? I, I, yeah, it's great because it's such an easy way to write. It's like I'm taking dictation, basically, just letting it come through. So I'm very, very happy with the workbook. Um, I, I think the two go together. The, the Diet for Divine Connection kind of explains a lot. And then you do the work in the workbook because that, I mean, that's really where you, you, you integrate it into your system. It's not just in your head. So the workbook is about bringing it into your body and soul uh, by doing the work. You know, a lot of people, a lot of people who I work with, they 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 know inner bonding, they can spout inner bonding, they can even teach inner bonding, but it's evident to me they're not practicing it. And and it's only when you actually practice it, like anything, like you want to be a good tennis player, you don't just do it in your head. You have to practice, or a piano player, you have to practice. So inner bonding's like that. You have to practice it because what happens when you practice something over a period of time is you develop new neural pathways in your higher brain. Well, one of the things that most people don't have is in their, in their higher brain is what we call an inner bonding, a loving adult. And the loving adult is who we are when we're truly open to learning about loving ourselves and sharing our love with others and when we're connected with a higher source of love and truth. So inner bonding these six steps is like the workout for the loving adult and it actually does develop new neural pathways in your higher brain so that it becomes easier and easier over time to not automatically go into that fight or flight response when fear comes up but to have enough of a loving adult that you stay in your rational mind because this is this is one of the big problems in relationships where you know people get triggered they trigger they're triggered into their fear of engulfment and their fear of rejection and they react and they react from their programmed wounded self with anger or withdrawal or with blame with threats with resistance all of which erodes relationships whereas when you've practiced inner bonding long enough and so many people have said this to me that that they know their their brain has changed. When you practice it long enough, you've developed those new neural pathways in your brain for the loving adult so that you can feel that you have a choice. You don't have to just go into a reactive state. You you have a choice to 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 stay present, to tune into what's most loving to you and, and to the other person, rather than to just, you know, get angry or shut down or go into resistance or whatever, or compliance. A lot of people just go into compliance. To compliance mode. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's interesting. Yeah, especially as the owner of a compliance company. I get it. Um, But it's financial services. (laughs) But, um, yeah, no, I totally get it. You know, um, one of the things that I did when I was first starting Best Ever You is I tuned everybody out so I could sort of hear what I actually wanted to think myself. And... Mm -hmm. um, think my own thoughts about what being your best meant and all this stuff and so now many 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 years later um not as many as as you but you know good enough you know 14 years of doing this <laughs> people say well what's your work based from you know who do you most admire and i always say well i i feel the most connected in work 
to Dr. Margaret Paul. I always really? say that because oh yeah, I always say that because out because I use your I use your books and your teachings to help people lose weight um, for the mindset part of the mindset part of what's needed to release weight or, or yes. you know get well or however you want to phrase right. that um, and there's such when you encounter people who really want to release over a hundred pounds or more. There's such a lack of self-love, self-worth, and responsibility that I always go back to your book. So I was so happy. Now what I do is I'm like, here's the book. It's the inner bonding one, and here's a journal of mine on top of it, and let's have some fun, you know, kind of thing. The more books, yeah, the merrier. Great. Yeah, Yeah, you know what? That that reminds me of a, of a, um, a little inspirational story. We have a ranch here, and, and we need help, and so we hire young people to come and help. And this one woman came to help about four years ago, maybe, and she was about 100 pounds overweight. She was only 26. And um, on Sundays, I have the time to go out and work with the horses, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to be 81 soon. <laughs> so you I, I am not. Yep. Um, really? And I That's am. So yes, cool. really. Honest to God. Honest to God. But I'm I'm just an extraordinary health and and well-being. Oh, and so, <laughs> so I was out there running with the horses. I can run. I can run really fast. <laughs> and she was looking at me, and she was 26, and she said, I can't run. And she said, I have to do something about this. And she asked for my help, which I'm very happy to offer. So um, I, she came from a very... Um, dysfunctional background and she had no idea how to love herself but she was willing see that's the thing she was willing so she went on the inner bonding site she learned inner bonding i also sent her to the internet to learn about what creates health i gave her a lot of information because i've been studying it for 58 years like i said and so but she was motivated and she she did the work and she learned inner bonding and she started to love herself and she started to care about her body well, it took her a year. She lost the hundred pounds, yep. and she was. She's now. She's 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 gorgeous. She she and she had no idea what she wanted to do in her life. She was a lost soul. I mean, she was beautiful before that, but of course, being slender, you know, makes her feel so much better about herself. So she she just shines. And, and anyway, she um, she didn't know what she wanted to do with her life. But as she started to take care of herself, she found it out. She got scholarships. She's she's in college. She's almost done. She she knows what her career is, uh, which is working with soil health. Um, she she has a a new boyfriend. The other one was a deadbeat. She's in love. I mean, her whole life has changed just as a result of learning how to love herself, take care of herself physically, take care of herself emotionally, and. Um, and in fact, because of COVID, and she's going to be finishing school online, she called and said, "Hey, I can work for you guys again." So we're getting her back soon, and that's great. Oh, nice. But and it's so wonderful when I see this happening, especially with young people. You know, when they learn great to story. see and value and love themselves, it's just great. Yeah, and that's that's I know. Um, Let's go to relationships then. You know, the the theme of the show, which we've sort of been hinting at the whole time here, that's the bit about the relationship with yourself. Um, Do you want to keep, get us a little bit more on course with relationships and what you you were going to, yeah, (laughs) but that's a fabulous story about her. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, So here's the thing about relationships. If you're abandoning yourself, 
then when you go into a relationship, your intention is to get love. You have no idea how to share love because when you're abandoning yourself, when you're judging yourself, ignoring your feelings, turning to addiction, uh, turning to addictions, and making others responsible, um, you know, not having a good sense of self-worth, you look to another person to give it to you. And we attract people at our common level of self-love or our common level of self-abandonment. So if you're looking to somebody to, to, to make you feel like you're okay, they're looking to you for the same thing. And the problem is that no matter how much somebody else loves us, if we are not loving ourselves, if we're abandoning ourselves, it doesn't do anything. See, it's like their, their love is the icing, but our love is the cake, and there's no place for the icing to go when we're not supplying the cake, which is seeing and valuing ourselves. So people get into relationships like that, and they're always disappointed because if they're abandoning themselves, no matter how much that person loves them, it never, it never does the trick. It's like if you have a child, and instead of loving the child, you keep giving the child away to somebody, even if somebody else loves the child, the child will always feel rejected. And that's what happens on the inner level. So for relationships to flourish, we need to learn to love ourselves. We need to learn to tap into that higher source of, of infinite love and bring it down into our heart and soul. We need to get to know who we are in our beautiful, magnificent, gifted soul, which we each have. And then we, uh, when we fill up with love from our spiritual source, we overflow with it and we want to share it with others. And when two people get together who are loving themselves, they create a wonderful relationship. They have fun. They support each other. Uh, it's, just, it's just a great relationship. And even if they're together and they're not there, if they're both willing to do the work, they're going to create that great relationship. I work with a lot of relationships where both people are doing inner bonding, and it's amazing what happens in the relationship, no matter how long they've been together or even how long they haven't had sex with each other, that all changes when they start to love themselves and, be in, and become capable of sharing love with each other. That relationship becomes alive again. Love it. We've got some questions. I thought we would with that. Um, so the first one is mine, actually. So I, we've yeah. been married for over 20 22 years now we have four boys ages now they're 19 to 25 so they're each two years apart and um do you think so one of the things that we pride ourselves on is you know all, all, everything that you just said and then the ability to maneuver through change like if something's yeah. changing we kind of take a, a glance from a a, you know, a, a perspective on it to see what's what's happening and, and how we're going to navigate change. Um, what do you think is the trickiest part of keeping a relationship together? Or we know, you know, that common, you know, thing, how do people stay married so long? You know, we get asked that a lot. It's like, how do you stay married so long? It's like, well, I, I don't think of it like that, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Yeah, but, but see, what you're saying is really important because for for people to... Um, have an alive marriage they have to be open to change you know that's oh, yeah. what brings the newness in a marriage otherwise it gets really boring if you're if you're just resistant to any change if it's just got to keep the status quo which is what that ego wounded self always wants let's just keep it safe let's just keep the status quo that that's boring but when you're open 
to to learning and you're open to newness and you're open to change then you bring that to each other and that creates the newness and the aliveness in a long-term relationship so i think what you're saying is 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 one of the keys to a long-term relationship is to really be open to change to to welcome change to embrace change to learn from change and learn to navigate change in healthy ways rather than do everything you can to to avoid it yeah do you see anything as you know in all the do you see a common thread in things that are just like total relationship destroyers oh yeah that was a question that somebody said oh yeah well yeah it's it's whatever we're doing to control i mean this is this is the big issue is that um, once we abandon ourselves and we make the other person responsible for whether or not we're okay, then we have to try and control them. So, you know, there's main ways that people try and control. They they get mad, they blame, um, uh, they also resist being controlled, they withdraw, or they comply. Well, all of those are relationship destroyers, all these ways of trying to control, you know, I'll give myself up, I'll I'll, I'll do what you want, so then maybe you'll love me, and of course that never works out at all, and then you're eventually resentful. Um, or I'll, I'll intimidate you with my anger or my threats, and then of course maybe the other person complies, but then they're resentful and they withdraw in other ways. And so anything we do to try and control the other person rather than take responsibility for ourselves is a relationship destroyer, but we will naturally and automatically do those things when we're not loving ourselves because then our focus is on getting love and getting safety and getting security and, and, and getting somebody to say we're okay. And so that that's the bottom line, really, of what destroys relationships is people abandoning themselves and then trying to control the other person. Got it. So you got a layup as you were talking here. The person said, does that include, like, rules, like relationship rules? Like if somebody is, if they've established boundaries or guidelines and so forth and somebody's, you know, leaping over them to break the relationship guidelines or rules. They said relationship rules. So does that make any sense? Yeah, but, but see, here's the thing is that, when people are really taking loving care of themselves, taking responsibility for their feelings, they're naturally going to be caring and respectful towards their partner. If they're caring and respectful towards themselves, they're going to be that way towards their partner. And when that's what's going on, you don't need rules. Rules are something that the wounded part of us sets because that's not happening. You know, let's set rules and let's follow rules so that we can be safe. Uh, and then, of course, people do break the rules because lots of times they agree to them as a form of compliance, but they don't really believe in them, and they don't like to be controlled, so they go into resistance. I mean, it happens with kids. You know, you set rules, they don't like to be controlled, and they go into resistance. And that doesn't <laughs> accomplish anything. And yeah. so, um, I, I mean, I, I never, when I work with couples, I never help them set rules. I just focus on what's loving to them, how they can best take care of themselves. If somebody's behaving, if the partner's behaving in a way that's unloving, we have to look at how to take care of ourselves in the face of that. And um, all, all of that is vitally, vitally important in creating a loving relationship. It's not rules that, that do it. 
Great. You got a ooh, thank you <laughs> response. <laughs> Good. I, I like that. And that and that all too, as I'm listening to you talk, I go right back to inner bonding. I go right back to self love, self worth, responsibility in my head as you're talking. Because it sounds like somebody doesn't have that in that in that relationship. Is that accurate that right. you would maybe want to back the people up in that relationship back over to that seven um the the free course right. on inner bonding? Right, right. Right, and, oh, no. and, you know, lots of times, yes, yes, lots of times in a relationship, one person might open. Like, let's say the person listening say, oh, I'm going to learn inner bonding. And they go and they start to learn it, but their partner is not interested. That's okay. But what you need to realize is that as you learn to love yourself, you're going to change the system. Every relationship has a system. It can be a control-control system, a control-compliance system, a control-resist or withdrawal system. Those are dysfunctional systems. Or it can be a loving system where we're loving ourselves and sharing our love. If you learn to love yourself and your partner is not interested in doing that, your system's going to change. Now, I say to people, it's going to be 50-50. I never know whether it's going to change for the better or it's going to change for the worse. Most of the time with the people that I work with, it changes for the better, but of course there's no guarantee. Because let's say you've been a caretaker, you've been giving yourself up, you've been taking care of everybody else but yourself, you're worn out like I was, a caretaker, worn out, getting sick, realizing if I kept doing this I was going to die. And I need, and that's when inner bonding came in, fortunately. So... You're, let's say you're the caretaker, and now you're starting to learn to love yourself. Well, most of the people around you are not going to like that at all because they're used to you taking care of them, not not you taking care of yourself and, mm-hmm. and also loving them, but not in the way of caretaking because that's actually a form of control. It's not loving. Now, either your partner's going to say, great, I love the fact that you're happier, uh, that you're not relying on me to make you feel okay, what are you doing, I want to learn to do it, and the relationship gets better. But let's say the, ta- you know, the case of a caretaker may be married to a narcissist who is just devoted to getting their supply from the caretaking. Well, if you deal with your caretaking, it may be that either that relationship is over or you find ways of dealing with the neediness of the narcissist in a way that you know, where you're still taking care of yourself. But um, in that case, it, it it might not get better as a whole system, but at least you'll be taking better care of yourself and you'll be able to manage it better. Love it. All right. So we have five minutes left, and we did go way over 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Is that okay? <laughs> okay, <laughs> well, <was> fine. <laughs> I think I, I, you know, I love having people on this radio show, and I love this show, and one thing I always say is, boy, I need to be re- more respectful of the 30-minute mark or the hour mark. And I try so hard, but we get into these conversations, and I find that they're so helpful for people listening. We're get- getting comments. And um, so it overwhelms me a little bit um, when I don't know how to answer everybody's questions, and so I keep the guest on. <laughs> Sorry. Um okay. What's the best way that you would like to follow up with some of these questions that we've gotten for you, Dr. Paul? Because there, there's probably well, about 100 you, questions uh, here. Oh, my goodness, 100 questions yeah. on there. Um, well, I mean, for one thing, people can take the free course, and that's going to be a big help for them. I also have a course coming up 
called Love Yourself, which is a 30-day course. And for most people, um, their questions will be answered. If they take the live one, there's both a one they can take themselves or they can take a live one with me, which means that I, I'm on a forum with them. I do coaching calls once a week. I answer their questions, and that's the way they can get their, their questions answered. They can also, we have a community called Inner Bonding Village, and if people join at um, a, a bit of a higher level than the basic 1095 uh, level, um, they can ask me as many questions as they want, and I answer them the same day. So that's another way to get their questions answered. Good, very good. Um, two, two more before we go. Um, for those, what do you say to those who are afraid of the deeper dive into themselves, into looking um, more thoroughly and doing the work? Yeah, so uh, so they have a wounded part of themselves that's telling them a lie. That lie is, oh, my God, um, what are you going to find? Maybe you're dark. Maybe there's nothing there. Maybe there's something really wrong with you. See, they're scaring themselves. Otherwise, they wouldn't be afraid because, truly, when we do a deeper dive, we find the most beautiful gifts within us. We find the most beautiful soul. We find who we really are, and it's incredible what happens. But the wounded part of us doesn't want you to do that. That part just wants to stay in control, so it will scare you about the deeper dive. Now, if you've had a lot of abuse in your background and you have not dealt you do not do this on your own. You, you have to be facilitated. I work with severe abuse. I have for many, many, many years. It's not something you do on your own. So sometimes the fear of the deeper dive is the fear of the overwhelming feelings that you had to dissociate from when you were being severely abused. So if that's the case, you just don't do it on your own. You have to get some help. Okay. So for someone like me, I don't have severe abuse in my background. A deeper dive on, like, going to innerbonding.com and doing the course myself, that kind of thing would be okay. But if there's some type of trauma in the background, we need to be contacting you directly in a more deep, in a more deeper form, is what you just said, right? Right. But and and I have many trained facilitators who are fantastic. We we have a a fabulous training program, and so it doesn't have to be me. It can be uh, one of my facilitators. Oh, wonderful. Why did I not know that? Okay. I'm going to look at that, too, Um, because I would like to be one of those um, because I'm such a big (laughs) fan. I didn't know that I could be one of those. Okay. Um, The other thing is the podcast. You have so many new things. Before we go, um, with two minutes left, could you tell us about your own podcast and books that you have coming out? I think you have more new stuff coming uh, yeah, so once a week I just do a short 20-minute podcast on, on a different theme each week just to give some inspiration and help to people. And you can find that on, on, on my Facebook page, on iTunes. It, it should be everywhere, uh, the Inner Bonding Podcast. Um, I have two new books coming out, one on relationships and one um, another one on the six steps of inner bonding. That's actually been taken from one of my weekend workshops. So... Um, those will be coming out next year, and I'm working on another book that is about why people why people resist loving themselves. I mean, this is a big issue because if they did, everything would change for them. But they get scared, like you said, and they resist it, and they don't think yep. they need it or whatever. So that's that's the one I'm working on now. Yeah, I think it would be 
I think it would be so nice to not weave in and out of it too. To like have a, I, I I'd love to have another show with you where we talk about the waiver. Um, I, I, it's it's where you sort of like weave in and out of self love, and you don't quite have right. a complete grasp of, on it. Like one day you'll look in the mirror and be like, oh, I look good, and the next day you're like, oh, I look terrible. And it's not. Right. Uh, it's it's a funny thing that we do, right. and I hear right. it over and over and over again, like a, a like an inconsistent form of of self love and self worth. And sometimes it's when you're impacted upon when somebody says something to you or whatever. But that's a whole can of worms um, with 50 seconds to go. But um, <laughs> would you ever like to come on and talk about that? Sure, be- I'd be happy to do that. I'd be happy okay, to talk awesome. about that because I mean it is. You know, it's like anything that you have to learn. It takes time, and that ego-wounded self is deeply, deeply entrenched, and it's going to come in there any time it can. And so it, it just takes practice to be able to stay in a consistently open place where you're really connected with the beauty of who you are and you're connected with your higher self. Leaving it at that. All right, thank you, Dr. Paul, for being here. I just love having you on. And... Um, Thank you all so much for listening to Dr. Paul on the Best Ever You show. Please visit her website at innerbonding.com. And um, I thank you very much for your time, energy, wisdom, and your thought leadership, Dr. Paul. It's always amazing to be able to talk to you. All right, everybody. Take care. Thank you. Okay. All right. Take care, everybody. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Best Ever You Show. Want more? Visit us at besteveryou.com. Be your best and keep it real. Confident, successful, caring, and beautiful every day with Best Ever You. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs>